last time on Geek Force. The gang dove straight into the chasm, entered the kingdom, and shared their experiences. And Marlon did a 360 burnout talking about Fast and Furious X. We'll see what we're talking about today, now on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the lovely and wonderful G-Squad of Ray, Marlon, and Amy. Welcome back, you guys, after a very long hiatus. How's everyone doing? Happy to see everyone together, healthy and thriving. Yeah. How, How was you your doing? isekai adventure? Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that was mentioned in the previous episode. Yeah, you were uh, a I, I heard you got hit by like a truck. Talking. And he, no, no, it was a traffic cone. Oh, a traffic, traffic cone. What? Okay. It fine. was, oh, what? no, senpai, I got turned into a traffic cone. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> that can talk. Oh, sorry, sorry. It was a traffic cone with, cat with purple ears. cat ears. Yes. That was just kind of... <laughs> That was all them. That was all them. Thank you the loop that I want, so I might have to go back. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of struggling. Raymond only mentioned Isekai. I'm the one who was like, cool, traffic cone. And then I just <laughs> into that. I love it. Well... After, you know, some time away, there's been a lot of geek activity on the radar. Mm-hmm. It's summertime, as we had previously summer, mentioned. Summer, summer May time. was kind of like the precursor. Now we're into June. We are off to a fantastic start of blockbuster movies, fantastic uh, video games, and uh, coming up on the horizon, lots of shows to watch and dive in. But today we're going to dive in... Uh, on a movie that we've been waiting for since the last one came out is uh, Across the Universe, uh, our favorite. Across the Spider-Verse, sorry. I'm thinking of We the got musical. there. We got there. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, the universe. This is Across the Spider-Verse. Thanks, right? Um, starring Miles Morales and his adventures in volume two of the series. Uh, as you know, that was like two years ago since we had the first one. Um, to me, that was the best Spider-Man movie. Didn't know. If I mean, hey, when it comes to sequels, we're always pretty hesitant. I was pretty hesitant, but it seems like they did it again. They knocked it out the park. Um, there's so much to unpack in this movie. I'm telling myself right now, I'm probably going to go see it again. It's one of those movies where you need to watch over and over again to catch a lot of references, so Easter good. eggs, and little tidbits here and there. Um, yeah, let's get into it. Um, so I'm sure everyone enjoyed it. Mm-hmm, Why did you mm-hmm. enjoy it? <laughs> Hobie. There's so much. Yeah. <laughs> Hobie. Especially Hobie. <laughs> I, you know what? I'll start with the cameos. I really liked the cameos, especially um, Scarlet Spider, which I feel like is always done dirty. Scarlet Spider is... It yes. Was like, <laughs> it was like... It's a rough story. It's, yes. it's like during like that really like fun like 90s-esque moment where like comics are getting real emo. And Scarlet Spider is just like a consequence of that time of like, oh, my struggles, everyone. I'm perfect. a clone, but then I, I'm trying to, am I Peter Parker? Who is Peter Parker? Who am I? Uh, it was oh, great. Gosh. I think all the cameras were, I think, I think at some point, if I would love to own this movie so I can just pause and try to find as many of the Spider-Man I can remember. Like I saw the 90s Spider-Man cartoon, Spider-Man mm-hmm. in there. We got to see the like, very similar, the Batman, Spider-Man, um, kind of like drawing like the like the real short Spider-Man that came out of nowhere. That was like, oh, you look gross uh, on TV. But he's like really tiny and stocky. 
But yeah, I think it was just beautifully done, amazing, and all the spider people are just really great to see. And I was excited to see all the color uh, that they brought back. I mean, it was a sequel that I think is great, just as great as the first one. And I'm only sad to know that they have one more to go before they are choosing to wrap up this adventure. But I had a blast. I honestly could have stayed in there longer. This was the opposite of The Little Mermaid for me. Where I'm like, you know what? I could honestly be here longer. I don't mind. This could be four hours. This has been really entertaining. Like the pacing is really fun. I could honestly sit here longer and watch the story play out. But uh, I had a I had a blast and a half. What about you, Amy? Um, my fr- I, I went with my friend and she's very like ho-hum about everything. And so when it was done, she was like, that's it? That's the end? I'm mad. I'm mad. I wrote a letter. I'm angry. What happened? I'm invested now. <laughs> um, it was just really pretty. I was just so amazed by the graphics and how they were able to overlay the different styles. Really, it was beautiful. And I was like, I don't want this story to end. Um, so I'm really excited for what they're going to do with part two, but I was really impressed by the storyline, the characters, everything just clicked. It was really, it was really nice to watch. And I love, again, the cameos were good. Um, Mm. and I, I'm kind of sad that they're only doing one more. I wish they could somehow stretch it or not stretch it, but like, you know, continue it on different ways. But I guess we don't want to, we don't want to overload good things with, shitty storylines so i get it but okay. i loved it what do you think man was it fun did you have a good time i um of course had a great time um i think the biggest problem was what y'all are saying is uh i hate these movies that i have to wait for the other half <laughs> of the movie uh but I hate them in a good way because <laughs> I just want to, like you said, keep sitting there. Just give me five hours and uh, I would actually be happier. Um, but everybody was real cool. This story and the music is great as mm. always. And all the all the beautiful animation. Uh, there was, I, I didn't see it right away in a couple of days before that. People were like, just lightly talking about Donald Glover on the internet and like his inspiration for Miles Morales. And, and there was, there was maybe like the fourth or fifth thing that I had seen about it. And I was like, he's in this movie. Like, <laughs> he must be in this movie. Why is everybody talking about Donald Glover right now? With this? Um, so that was a nice little caveat. Um, I mean, yeah. So good times. I, I think the, I think the story, had it not been this like a uh, thing at the end of so many Spider-Man movies, I think it absolutely would have been a little too mm-hmm. complicated. Uh, it also might be a little overcomplicated, but um, I don't mind it at all. It's still just a fun time. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> yeah. That's a good I, time. I, I mean – Looking back and seeing, you know, all the references, I do want to talk about just all the subliminal messaging in the plot because a lot was happening. Like, as you know, the movie started to kind of look at Gwen and her situation before we even got to Miles and how, you know, basically uh, what was her big canon event and Mm. what led her to kind of push towards, I have to do, I have to be Spider-Gwen. I have to do my duty. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like the main thing I kind of want to talk about because 
as much as I love uh, Gwen, she was pissing me off like half this movie. <laughs> Number one is because uh, when she went to go visit Miles and, you know, they're hanging out, she goes to her dad's or his dad's uh, big, uh, you know, promotion party, cookout. You know, she got invited to the cookout, as we say, you mm. know, eating and stuff. Didn't but bring this nothing. Girl knew. She knew. And that made me so angry. I was like, girl, you looked at me in the face with a tamale in your mouth, like, and you're just nothing. And then same with Peter, you know, his mentor, that too. And so I did find it interesting in a social, cultural thing that when Miles was kind of back against the wall, nobody was helping him. The two people who reached out were the two other black characters. So we had Hobie who's anti everything, you know, he just met miles, but you know, the first time he met him, he gave him a tip about uh, his powers, about using his whole palms to spread out the power. And when it came to miles being chased, Oh no, Hobie definitely helped out with that. And then two, Spider Bite, who is my new uh, cosplay goal now, because I love her. She's totally me. VR Spider Man. Yes, that's. I was like, oh, yes, finally a character that speaks to me. Um, again, <laughs> she just met Miles and she saw the whole situation. What did she do? She made sure to help him out. And I thought that was, to me, that was like that was really relatable um, for 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 Miles, especially because of the whole thing with Miguel and. Um, his speech and how he was calling him an anomaly and then it kind of goes back to in the beginning of the movie when Miles' mom was talking about you know I just want you to be able to hold your head high don't forget who you are and you know you're going to go to places where people don't like you and call you out so I thought that was an an interesting internal journey to see that amongst characters and now Gwen knew she fucked up which I'm glad she did and she is trying to make things right and to get the people who care about Miles. And that's why I'm like super hyped to see the next movie. Because it's like, you know, I don't know. Like when Miles sees Gwen, like, how's it going to go down? I, I totally understand his anger. But like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, I found that an interesting commentary seeing that. Because I was like, yeah, that was the girl you were crushing on. Yeah, that was your mentor. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think it kind of like ties into this greater picture. I think it ties to this focus of just sacrifice. And I, those characters that are supporting us, I'm wondering if, you know, there is a discussion on sacrifice. But I'm also, Camille and I were talking about it, where we were kind of looking at the characters who have sacrificed. And the majority of them are like the white Peter Parkers. We don't know. Mm-hmm what Hobie sacrificed, mm-hmm. what Paviter sacrificed, or what Spider-Bider sacrificed. Mm-hmm. And it definitely ties into like, culturally, maybe they sacrificed something outside of being Spider-Man, which is why they are choosing to be Spider-Man, which mm-hmm. I feel like is a discussion that maybe the other Peters will understand. Like, hey, like, no, 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 this job is about sacrificing. And they're like, well, maybe we don't want a job that does sacrificing because in our lives, you already have to sacrifice so much as individuals. So I'm really wondering what the cultural tie-in is going to be later on in the story. Uh, But I do want to like give the, the the movie a shout out for, I think tying both films together and not like a direct, like, Hey, this happens the next day, but a very much like, Hey, these things build on top of each other. And it's very kind of like, interesting way that kind of threads it together and i'm really excited to ultimately see this conversation because 
the one thing we know about every superhero is the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know what Spider-Man, even the most recent um, Tom Holland Spider-Man, we all lost Uncle Ben. That's our one sacrifice. We all know that, oh, hey, I finally lost my uh, my Aunt May, actually. That was my sacrifice. And now I'm officially Spider-Man. And now I have no fingerprints or no one knows who I am. I've given the ultimate sacrifice to be Spider-Man. So you definitely have like seen Marvel play out that Spider-Man is all about sacrifice. He can't have anything. He's He's got to be broke. He's got to be one of the girl. This Tom Holland Spider-Man, everyone's been saying it for a long time. He's got it too cushy. He's got Tony Stark behind mm-hmm. him. He's got the Avengers behind him. Like this man has no needs. And then finally, great. Let's rip it all away from him. Now he's Spider-Man. His identity is now tied to his struggle. And it's going to be interesting to see if they choose to do that with Miles or if they choose to make um, you know, a very interesting cultural statement around, hey, your sacrifice doesn't have to be my sacrifice. Right. I, I was thinking the same thing because I was like, I do like, again, you have a black Puerto Rican kid from Brooklyn and, you know, things aren't always easy being that. And he's, you know, getting older in his teen years, you know, there's so much to explore in the eye like through his eyes now we know in the end and as we've already been into spoilers but since he's basically in the wrong dimension like him facing himself like i don't even know how's it gonna go down but can we talk about the pacing of that because that was yeah beautiful <laughs> yeah like, camille typically doesn't say anything in theater she kind of like we were kind of sit there quietly but i figured out the moment it happened but camille was fully piecing it together and at a certain point out loud and i don't think she was how loud she was <laughs> she just goes not to me just to the general ether in front of her he's in the wrong fucking universe and i was like she was just so like like, oh my god no and i'm like yeah yeah this shit's about to get real weird it's about to get real fucking weird but the pacing was just like Uh, oh damn it that was so good because he didn't even think about it and no one thought about it and like the fact that they had this like secondary like they had two teams trying to find him at the exact same time, and then all three of them come to the realization at the exact same time. Oh, we're in the wrong place, and then it's just—it was so good. I was just—I was so impressed by mm-hmm. the way they did that, and it's such a—I was just so happy with it. I was so happy. Uh, y'all keep talking about the sacrifice of the Peter mm-hmm. Parker, uh, or like of the Spider Man. Um, and uh, some of that talk, I was confused because I it felt like the point of the first movie was that his uncle. That's what was I that thought. Sacrifice. I was like, "Wait, he already did his thing. Too. Why are we and doing it so again?" <laughs> I that's the part that confused me the most was they kept kind of doing that and being like, "Ah, but the dad." And so, like, <laughs> if the dad is the canon event for this miles but what is a canon event for this miles because he's he's just an anomaly that the tva should have picked Mm -hmm. up anyway Mm -hmm. so uh so like are they i guess that's the part of this movie that i'm confused ray that's a good question i I think his uncle wasn't supposed to die I guess that's true. I think him getting the Spider-Man powers, I think, messed it up. He, I don't think he was supposed to have a nexus. I think because he's an anomaly, he gets well, two. Oh, yeah. He, he wasn't, wasn't supposed, supposed to. to. He wasn't. 
He wasn't supposed to, but that's the that's the part of this that is interesting in a uh I I guess y'all were talking about the cultural mm-hmm. side of this and I'm like, but that part is that part doesn't uh, apply to that at all mm-hmm. in my head or if it does, I'm not understanding where that fits in. Um uh, of just this, like, he wasn't supposed to have this power and be in the situation anyway. So now he's confronting the person that he took uh, unintentionally. He didn't do it. Spot did it. But he took his his spider changed that he was supposed to have, which changed his world. But So, like, I, there's an extent that I'm like, Miguel O'Hara is worried about the Spider-Verse imploding or something or the timeline collapsing or something. But, like, shouldn't it have already? If that's the case, I don't... I guess this is supposed to get worse. Like, uh, we'll see what Spot is doing on the side also. There's, there's, um, there's a lot of yeah. loose ends, and everything that happened to get to those loose ends felt good and strong. And then they kind of swerved ball you at the end with, like, well what is this gonna mean um and yeah i i understand that the animation studio probably has to do a lot of work to make these movies because they look fantastic um and so that's probably one of the reasons why they're in the situation where they're doing a part one and part two (laughs) because they they couldn't figure out how to chasing took forever uh, to animate one story yeah over two years years to do that and then it took like two years to do hobie's design like for so him I'm to sure just move like, around i'm sure they're like two yo years. we are not doing this full like we gotta we gotta pause it this took us two years to do this <laughs> yeah so i'm just but it, it's just it makes mm-hmm. me sad because i really i i man i wish i could watch both of these back to back like this could be one full story because it doesn't feel <laughs> it feels amazing and it also doesn't feel as good because it's incomplete more than one story (laughs) yeah the two directors um they were in an interview they had mentioned you know the original idea was just one movie like way back in 2017 it was just one movie but they had so many ideas that they want to put in the movie and they're like it's going to be more than one movie and they weren't sure if it's going to be just two movies or just a trilogy but i think it was more of like well let's see how the first movie does and then once it did successful then they're like oh yeah yeah go ahead and make a make two more you know so it kind of just stemmed from they had so many ideas at the beginning and Mm -hmm. just to just to chip away and narrow down the story like just for the first movie I, I, I'm assuming, like, as a writer, like, you want to tell everything, but you can't. So I think they did a very good job in just keeping it the way it was for the first movie and then really just umping the whole thing in this one. Because as a second movie, you have to do that. So now we're just just starving for the third movie, um, which is supposedly supposed to come out next March. But we see. there's going to be some delays Rider Strike might delays. push it back. There was delays for this one. So, like, hey, my thing is take your time. I'd rather you take the time to do what you need to do to get it as good as so these good. two so that you can release it. Because if you rush it, I'm going to be, ah, uh, I can see where they rush. Like, you can see that. We've, we've seen that multiple times in today's media. Um, they've done outstanding for Shazam. two movies back to back, outstanding. So, like, I I mm-hmm. I'd rather like hey March is great but if it needs to come out like next December I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, I mean I also want to give them props. So I think the fact that there are so many different textures for individual characters, I'm sure was mm. 
a wild decision. Like every character has their own texture that doesn't stand, that doesn't blend in with the background they're in unless they're in their home planet world. So it's just like yep. everyone is kind of like popping out of their background. And I also think the gradual escalation of Spot as a villain was so great to watch him go from being very goofy and silly to watching this kind of like eldritch horror nightmare black etching just kind of like have four different heads split off from him and get this like really kind of deep voice uh was was great because as again we kind of they kind of gave us, oh, he's going to be a villain of the week type character. Uh, let's see what we can do with them. And then he goes like, I'll show you the end of the week. And then he just becomes this kaiju-esque world ender uh, that is going to cause some shit. And I'm excited to see what that shit looks like. And I really hope that, you know, we get more of Oscar Isaac since he's just throwing his hat into every comic book first uh, Marvel (laughs) Disney project he can do. Uh, Also, I have a sweet, I love Spider-Man 2099. It's such a yes. it's it's such a Spider-Man of the time. If you didn't watch the cartoon, it literally opens with like them blasting off into space, and then like Venom and Carnage are on like on like a spaceship, and Spider-Man's trying to catch him, and he like webs onto like the shuttle as it's like lifting off, and then all three of them get like thrown into the future. But Spider-Man gets thrown in, I think, like later on the later half of that, and so. Venom and Carnage get there sooner and they just like turn the entire planet upside down. Mm. And then like Peter's powers are different. He has the claws and he has like the cape and everything. And I love that they decided to do the vampire storyline, which <laughs> is a wild choice. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, y'all are doing the vampire storyline? Mm-hmm. Damn, y'all really committed to like these little niche things. So I'm excited to see what that means. Are we going to see Miguel O'Hara go full vampire mode? Because he almost did it. And I yes. was like, oh, please bite him. Please bite him. Please bite him. You're going to bite. <laughs> you're going to bite Vulture. Please do it. I'm like, oh, he didn't bite him. Dang it. I wanted to see it. So I'm excited to see if he's going to go full vampire Spider-Man in the next one. Because that would be dope to see. Uh, it'd be amazing to see that. And I also was surprised we didn't get to see Man-Spider uh, in uh, any, of those, any of those shots. I thought he was going to make an appearance. Just Man-Spider. Just all kind of weird and creepy looking. But hey, next time. Um, I do want to do a shout out. So in the in the movie, the whole Lego scene, um, and I'm sure you guys heard about this in the news, but I really when I after seeing the movie and hearing about it, because I was like, oh, the Lego. Yeah, that had to happen. But to hear behind the scenes that a 14 year old Preston Mutanga, he uh, the directors had approached him to literally direct the little scene. And he's only 14. Uh, what's really cute is his parents were like, okay, yeah, you can direct this as long as you finish your homework on movie <laughs> nights. <laughs> so, like, yes. he would finish his homework yes. and go back to direct. Each yes. little, you know, like, animation's hard, so he would take the time to do it and there then send it to the directors. Rules. I thought that was the cutest and most wholesome fact I learned about this movie. Oh, that. So, That's shout me. out to Preston. Yeah. That, re- that almost reminds me of, like, Hallie's uh, mom, where they were like, y'all can come to these like super cool like celebrity events, but we're coming with you, and we're gonna make sure y'all ain't gonna cut up there. Like, I thought like this is this whole group of like uh, <laughs> black families. Like, great, you can come to Hollywood, but we know Hollywood is wild. But we're gonna make exactly. sure that y'all are still like doing good on your in your ends and like 
across some T's, dotting I's and whatnot. Right. Like you can do well successfully and make money, but you're going to college regardless. Yeah. And also you're doing your homework. Doing your homework. <laughs> and of course, we have to get a shout out to uh Donald Glover for making this happen. Um, I believe like there's a long time ago a campaign where he mentioned hashtag Donald Spider-Man where he was like really like hey maybe I'll be Spider-Man he like wore the Spider-Man shirt on community uh, and they unfortunately went with I mean they went with Andrew Garfield Mm -hmm. Um, hey so we didn't get that but he did get a chance to voice Miles Morales. He got a chance to be uh, Uncle Aaron in uh, one of the other Marvel. So it's, I think, I want to give him the props for kind of starting the ball on this mm-hmm. because once that ball started rolling, we are now here where he got a chance to fully be in this movie as the only, or maybe one of two live action characters who was captured and just like, yeah. I'm I'm Aaron Davis and I'm in this movie and I'm the Prowler and you're welcome. I'm here. And I was like, I was yes, like, oh you deserve gosh. this. You deserve to be in this because this is because of you. That's a big upset. Again, yeah, that crew, they just they understand social media in a positive way where they're like, Okay, yeah, we're we're gonna actually put him in for the scene. And I'm like, they just knew that would be amazing um another thing i really liked about the movie because you spoke about live action is any type of when they were showing the dimensions and stuff how they were using old footage of uh toby mcguire yes. spider-man and stuff i thought that was fantastic to Great kind of touch. show because i was like well you know i don't want them to be in this movie because they had their moment in tom holland's movie but i do like they still- ties it together exactly so Damn, this movie's so good. Like it's just, it's just too, it's just too damn good. <laughs> yeah, and there was a, and there also was a different voice actor for the second Miles, which I thought was really interesting. Oh, that they had yeah. Shamik voiced the forty voiced R Miles, but Miles G Morales is voiced by a guy named Jarrell Jerome. So be like, hey, these are two different people. Damn. Like, yeah, we know they're the play of the same character, but they have two different experiences. And that showcases not only in their outward appearances, but inward. Their voices are different, too, which I thought was a great. Like, at first, I'm like, oh, he has a different voice. It's such an interesting, like, I wonder how he was able to get into, like, that, like, octave rank. Oh, it's a whole other ass actor who's like, no, 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 this is, this is, this is, this is me. I'm like, oh, I like that. It's a cool touch. Yeah. Also, Metro Booming was in this as well. Just a fun fact. I know. I wanted to mention that, too. <laughs> Every other, all the Peter Parkers we've seen in this world have different voices and people, so that, that makes sense that Miles would do the same thing. I, I'm happy they made that choice. Me too. There was something else I was gonna say that I'm hoping to remember, but it's taking too long. There's just a lot of things that this movie it's gets like you thinking about. Because uh, I love. My Indian Spider-Man. That old scene was so wholesome. I love him so much. I I did have one comment about what um, you guys were saying about like how Gwen and um, his friends like pretty much like you know didn't tell him. But my my thought on that was like we don't know what happened in that spider cult area. (laughs) Like I feel like whatever's being spewed was clearly drilled. Like I feel like they got um, I don't know brainwashed in a sense. 
um, by whatever they were being told. Cause we weren't there long enough to like really know what it was going mm-hmm. on or what was being communicated to all the different characters. Cause clearly they were all convinced that, that he is, you know, this bad thing that they have to stop from doing things. So I, I, I feel like there's definitely a narrative in place for a reason. I feel like it's maybe it's not the reason that they're expressing um, outwardly. And that's why mm. everyone was kind of convinced of something else. Because if I just don't really buy the reasoning, they, I feel like there's something else going on behind that. I think they that. mentioned that there have been more rifts appearing because of him, but I don't think they necessarily showed us that. I think they only showed us uh, Pat Bear's world, where he was like, hey, this is kind of what we were seeing pop up everywhere. Hence why we have an entire squad has these little cylinder cones <laughs> who are somehow blasting it closed and whatnot. So I'm like, oh, so this has been happening in other places. And this is like an example of it. Did you guys have a theory on where the spider came from? Because it clearly wasn't from his time. So Uh, I think it came from that world. It came from 42. But but do we know how? Like it. I think they said that that Spot took it. Spot took it. Oh, Spot took it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bagel guy. Yeah. I think think it's this big thing where I I think two things can be true. On the one, Miguel O'Hara is someone who firsthand fucked up his world. And it's like, I know what could happen. I have this direct trauma to it and I want it to make sure it never happens again. And I also think it's true that, hey, Miles has potentially an experience and uh, a power that could potentially help him solve this canonical issue. And I don't think they want to meet, but like, I, I don't think, I mean, I'm assuming that maybe at some point he'll have a, he'll have to make a decision, but I think that right now there definitely is the Spider Society wants to do good, but the, the the way of going about it is like, hey, the greater good will sacrifice a couple of human liberties being taken away from people. I I can understand not wanting to have dimensions be destroyed because they change stuff in time. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty normal staple of time travel rules across everything uh so i get if they were if he was some weird tva thing that was like actually if we let him just kind of sit on his world and do his thing we it's not going to cause any more rifts or anything and we can keep it under control but because also that first thing that popped up when he started showing the web of the mm-hmm. worlds, uh, it almost looked like a tree that came ah, out of the ground. Was that the sacred timeline? <laughs> They've been using that, that image a bunch. They're like, we're going to use this image in every property so y'all know this is all consistent. <laughs> so is They just like, you know, they just took it from being horizontal and vertical. But I'm like, oh, that's the exact same image. Yeah. <laughs> so are they linked to the TVA somehow? Because if that's the case, why are they not there? <sighs> I, I feel mean, like that would be the thing like, that fix everything. Why I think they they're clearly that? linked, and maybe the TV is like, hey, the Spider Society is going to take care of their spider world. So, like, they got that, <laughs> well, and we can handle this. I no, I, I think it's Sony that, versus. I was going to say the same thing, right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. just that. Oh, God like, damn. They can't, they can't touch that. Is, they can't touch TV. It's lame. Yeah. Disney. <laughs> Disney has, I don't know, rights, if you want to call it that, or priority to sacred timeline usage. But this is these movies are Sony trying to establish, hey, we have a, Universe 2. 
We have a Sony Marvel <laughs> Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Look at this Venom uh, cameo. And their, <clears throat> their big thing is the Spider-Verse that they mm-hmm. decided to bet on as all of these characters Safe which bet. honestly pretty mm-hmm. good bet uh so and it's been work it mm-hmm. works and so yeah not breaking that that makes sense um the i did remember and then i forgot again but i just think the um the way that they're using that is a really smart mm-hmm. idea as their universe their world they they don't want to break that, but keeping it close in ties with all the other stuff. Oh, I didn't real another cameo thing that I learned literally today, or maybe it was yesterday. The remember when Spot started pulling his mm-hmm. head through mm-hmm. dimensions? The the lady at the convenience That's store that was, that was a Venom, Venom reference. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize because I never saw those. She was amazed because she knows yeah. about Eddie. Yeah. And also, Venom. also if you notice, he took a piece of gum that was called Venomite. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the very beginning of the movie, it it definitely looked like Gonky was uh, playing Spider Man uh, on the PS4. PS4. <laughs> um, another thing coming out this year in the grand scheme of their giant Spider yeah. Universe. Seeing, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. so <clears throat> craziness. Sony's just like that. yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, they got a good thing going. Like Ray said, I think they're. They're betting on this universe and it's paying dividends. Like both these Spider Verse movies have done better than the live action Spider Man. Like uh, ratings wise, is that ratings a, wise, people rate these two. I was higher. like, buddy, money. I'm not sure, true. but ratings so far, people <laughs> have voted uh, into the Spider Verse and across the Spider Verse. Those are top two than mm-hmm. the other Spider Man live action films that have come out. Yep. So they've. They've they've backed a good horse because right now they're coming out on top and they're like, hey, like we're a non we're a Marvel associated property, but we're still up here with like the big boys. Like we're out here making big money and big swings and we're getting dividends for it. And it's going to be exciting to see how they keep going. I mean, they, they have a crazy cast like this cast is getting bigger. They got Issa Rae this year. Uh, I mean, Daniel Kaluuya as, 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 as Hobie was great. And I mean... They have a star-studded cast, and they're going to keep doing it. I mean, they even brought, like, I think, what, two-thirds of the Lonely Island boys as Spider-Man characters? <laughs> Andy Samberg and Yorma are two different Spider-Men. They even have Jack Quaid. Uh, th- th- this, the list of Spider-Man cameos is wild. And then in the next film, they're bringing back Nicolas Cage and yes. um, Homeboy as Spider-Ham and <laughs> Spider-Noir. Uh, so we have a lot to look forward to on that end. And hopefully they decide, like I was saying, hopefully now that they know that um, there are some issues with the volume, that there's going to be fixed. They just, you know, sent out a new patch. I'm going to call it. They sent out a new patch. (laughs) In game terms. (laughs) uh, uh, In game terms. um, Because of that. I know that the writer slash producer Phil Lord, you know, was being funny and he was sending theaters uh, like little stickers that said, I played Spider-Verse at full volume because I'm awesome. He even wrote that the movie mix is really dynamic and comfortable at full volume. And a full house, it might even be better at 7.5. Now, I know for a lot of us here, there's some issues. Like When we got to the theater and it started playing, we could not hear anything Gwen was saying. Because typically, movie start is always like a little like low murmur. Mm -hmm. Like, 
there was a low murmur. We couldn't hear anything. Everyone got dead quiet. And everyone's like, and I gave people like, what the fuck is she saying? And like, everyone's just having a hard time hearing anything. Mm-hmm. Maybe 10 minutes went by and it kind of started spiking up. But then we also found there were issues with um, Hobie. And mm-hmm. it could be an accent so thing. It could be an accent over music being played. There definitely was a lot of issues happening with like the combat and everything. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they wind up doing. Um, I think they were saying, according to Variety, all prints sent to the theater currently will have been updated to reflect the current volume, which should fix any of those audio issues, and that a handful of theaters were affected originally. However, it's not uncommon to swap out prints when necessary. Hmm. That's something to think about. I know, the, I'm definitely seeing it again. It was only hear the that. voiceover parts. That's what yeah, I don't was, understand. Right. It's surprising, especially because it, it was also like affecting like IMAX as well, mm-hmm. which you would think in IMAX they would like have like yeah. a different audio thing, but it was even affecting them as well. Um, yeah, and and I, I mean I could make a bunch of assumptions here. My assumption is that you know, hey, the movie's here to make things easy. We're not going to touch any of like the the, the the actual working knobs and dials. We're going to press play or hit hit or hit enter and let it do its thing and not touch too many of these things to try to like recalibrate it between each film. I mean, I would love it if they could recalibrate between every film and make sure the audio is great, but it just seems like they're like, Hey, we trust the film is going to be good as is. And we'll just let it rock. And for them to be like, Hey, you should turn up the volume. People are like, Hey, like, I don't know if everyone's going to like have that same in-house like structure, like AMC at Bay street, you know, they're not really going to do anything about that. AMC absolutely re- reminded me why I don't like going to theaters as much anymore because Aww. all the teens were out. All the teens were out. And I hated all the Gen Zers. I had more kids than I my, wish it uh, was kids, Ray. Like at a certain point, we, I, I remember we got to the theater and I fully remember looking at Camille being like, the youth are here. <laughs> had a full Schmidt moment. I'm like, the youth are here, and then we get to our here. seats, and like, and then we get to our seats, and we're sitting in like a row with just all the youths, just a ton of them. Just, and I'm like, I picked these seats thinking I was gonna like be in a good spot, but like on both sides, there's people wearing like Crocs with little things on them, and they're out here full blast showing videos on TikTok. Homeboy's talking to his dude to the side about some girl he wants to go meet. I don't love these kids. At some point, I can literally see them. That one dude had, like, I guess, like, stuck a bottle of alcohol in and was like pouring into people's like slushies. And I'm like, I am trying to watch a movie, yet all I can hear is just a straw going, and they're trying to mix up the alcohol and the slushie. And I'm like, oh my god, 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 oh my god. <laughs> I told Camille, I'm like, if we could ever get a home theater and avoid this, I would pay any price just to not do this ever again. I hated every bit of it. Like, I'm like, <laughs> kids are trying to like sneak into the theater and like the security's chasing kids down the hall. And I'm like, oh, this you know, like is school. why I hate. Literally, I'm like, am I in a high school? We got security chasing kids. Like, hey, where's your ticket? Hey, what are you doing here? Go, go ahead and leave. You got kids like, oh, that's my friend. That's my friend. I'm like, ah, he's not going to let you in. Stop knocking on the door. Security's not going to let you go see your friend wow. to hang out in the lobby. Wow. This is in a mall. That is, wow. <sighs> and then Nicole Kidman had the nerve to be like, the theaters were better. Forget you, Nicole Kidman. Forget you right now. You're a liar. You don't come to these theaters. You got a home theater at home, Nicole Kidman. She, she does. She runs out of theaters. 
the theaters Damn. where magic happens, where heartbreak feels real. No, the theaters where I come to be annoyed and angry. I'm, I'm that's in, why you can't I'm go open a week. That's why. No, it's why I refuse to go open a week. Because I'm like, it's going to be a bunch of people just talking. Like, nope. I try my best to like go to the Rialto during like the middle of the day mm-hmm. because then I know no one's there. I'm like, cool. If I can get like a, a matinee, I can mm-hmm. maybe get there. And there's like not kids there because they either have school or doing stuff. So that's my like sweet but spot. You didn't do that this time. It's okay. <sighs> next yeah, time. Next time. Next time. Um, on our topic mm. of money, uh, I remembered it being a thing that came up that people don't watch animated movies because of how amazing Into the Spider Verse was and how much money it made internationally. Because and I'm looking at the numbers and I I remember this because. Uh, Every live action Spider Man has made more money than Into the Spider Verse. Even Andrew Ooh. Garfield. Well, damn. Uh, Fascinating. Uh, but across the. Across Spider Verse. <laughs> you did it to me. I blame our big cat. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, this past weekend? What's this article? Let's see. June 11th? Yeah, this past weekend, it has reached. Uh, uh, 384 globally, which is more than uh, 384, I said. 384 million, which is actually almost puts it at third, fourth oh. on this list oh. already. Hmm. So people are watching this one. Summary. Summertime, that, so people great. are more available, I guess, to yeah. do such. The first release... one, yeah, the first one came out in like November, right? Like right before mm-hmm. the, I think there was other, it was, uh, it was December yeah, there was 14th. a lot of holiday uh, movies and holiday stuff. So I think what really boosted their sales was right yeah. in the, like, kids are out, families out, Marvel fans have been like, yo, out. we need some good movies. Are out. Um, it's also the summer and like two yeah. other blockbusters dropped as well, like Fast X and the Transformers God, movie also dropped. Horrible. So like they were, I'm sure it was, but like it always, but it's, it's one of those films that like Fast X brings in money. So the fact that it was able to like competently drop during those two films, I think is, is a big deal. Like there are most yeah. films that would actively go out of their way to find a much better date to release on to avoid going against a Fast and Furious movie and a Michael Bay Transformers film. Not Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Wait, is is that Michael Bay? This one? Or no. no. Oh, sorry, oh. no, sorry. It's uh. Oh God, I forgot. He's not he's doing the same as it. Something. He did Creed too. He directed oh. that. I guess that's cool. I thought. I thought. Uh, Sylvester Stallone directed Creed two. You mean Creed three? That was no, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. No. I mean mm. Creed two. Check your facts. He either directed it or he... dang Stephen kept Stephen. Yes, yeah, I don't know why him. I thought that's the guy Sloan who did the Transformers movie. But I was like, who are oh, you? Snap. And then I looked it up. Mm-hmm. The mom from Into the Spider Verse is also in Transformers. Yes, she's having a good films. summer, y'all. She's having. She's eating up good. her. All right, go ahead. Yep. Cool. Oh snap, Toby! Yeah, I'm telling you, Marlon. I mean, I would like to talk about Transformers. Like, I would say, I, I don't knowing know. you, go see it on Paramount Plus. No, I, I think you would I'll like wait. it. It's it's pretty good. It's, it's does it than feel like the like? Is there anything about the- nope? Doesn't I feel like all the <laughs> no original vibes at all? No, Amy, every film is different. Like the like the moment they get rid of. Wit, of Wit, 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 Wit Wiki, is that his name? There's two films with Wit Wiki. Yeah, there's they no drop Wit Wiki. him, they bring in a new person. 
they they bring in this this really weird storyline about an older guy dating a younger woman and it's like a a rule in texas that if you knew each other before you dated it's fine and that was a whole plot point and i'm like what the and hell is happening Michael Bay? you remember that and transformers which one here's the thing once they move out stanley and they bring in mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg, I yeah. think, has a daughter who was yeah. dating some dude, and he's like, "How old are you?" And he's like, "Listen, I've been I've been knowing your daughter since high school." And according to Texas, there's like a I think like the it's called the Romeo and Juliet rule, where if you have like if you know each other, you can still date despite it being an age gap. And that was his that was a plot point of them talking about uh, it Michael to Bay. one another. And I'm like, Michael Bay, this is not okay. <laughs> this is a plot point in your film. But no, every transformer film feels different because they always bring in new people and do different plot points of like right. hey listen i know we told you that we had a planet on the moon and we never came here but actually <laughs> king arthur's knights were actually a part of the transformers and we actually wrote with merlin and there were dragons that got they got retconned in this movie hey let's just ignore the entire two films that told everyone we've never been to this planet ever and be like but what if we were <laughs> wait, 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 what if no. all mythology was based on us being here the whole time oh gosh wait, wait, uh, my question was yes. is it anything Sorry. like the show from the original Beast Wars yes so it's okay. closer to the show okay. definitely the 1986 Transformers I'll be the <laughs> Okay, I, so, I love Beast Wars. I, as a kid. I, know, I have, I, know, I have I know. all the toys. Oh, I love that. No, I know. I watch like, it tonight. Travis is the biggest because I didn't want to go see this movie, but Travis was like, "No, actually, it has blah blah blah, which means it blah blah." I didn't know what he was saying, so I was like, "Okay, we'll go see it." First of all, um, so you know, like the Alamo, it does like like little documentaries before the movie, so it was mm-hmm. actually talking about Transformers and it talked about the director. I was like. Wait, a black man directed this? Um, and then watching it, oh my gosh, it represented us. It has a Puerto Rican lead and a black woman lead. This movie has cultural and it has relevance and it goes back more towards the beginning of Transformers. So it even brought back, um, no one was going to be spoiled, but it brought back RC, which is one of my favorite Transformers. And is they did Rat it right. Trap in this? Sadly, no. That's but, disrespectful. Wait, is who I know. That's what I said. Rat trap. I said, there's no rat, rat trap. not in this? He's not in this. I'm upset. You, My but favorite coward. You need to see why and to see like, hey, okay. if this movie does well, we can have a series. But this movie also is making, again, Michael Bay's movies are not canon anymore. So think of them as fan fiction. What? Uh, this is the new. This is the new real timeline wait, wait. that we're continuing. This they year. made his... Previous films no longer canon. Wait, yep. how, how? How does that? Wait, so, they redid is, everything. Wow. Yes, they did. Holy shit! So I mean, another thing, fine, but still. Wow. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't have this on agenda, but I don't mind to like talk about it, but no spoilers. So this movie, because I didn't know nothing. This movie is actually set in nineteen ninety four in New York. <laughs> okay. So again, nineties music. Ni- this is all about New York nineties. Um, and oh, so, it takes place during the nineties. Yes, like so. Captain Marvel, in a sense. Interesting. So, if you saw the 2018 movie Bumblebee, I did, and no, I actually like that movie. I didn't see that, that. movie's <laughs> actually in this universe. So, if wait, so I that's think, canon? Yeah, that's canon in this one. Huh, so, the okay. Bumblebee 
Because that one was oh, in the 80s. Yes, exactly. Also, okay, exactly. Right, okay. Yes, so the Bumblebee song together. in that movie okay. is in this movie. Um, and anything that you remember in that movie. So they continue that, and it's like a whole... Like, I was like, where so was the Shadow War movie 20 so years ago? So they just hit reset and said, forget reset. it, we're starting over. Yes. They pulled it yes. Like, we're done. So, yes. so the Bumblebee movie, that one is not connected in any way to any of the Michael Bay films. No. But it's the same character, no. just In different everything yes. else. Like, like memories are not the same as the character that was. Okay. Okay, Kat, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I have to get back on this. It's my, it's my but, homie Scorponok in this at least. You know, I'm, I'm going to say, hey, you say you're going to wait. I'm going to say, check it out. Just Is check Parasaur it out. in this? Just check it out. Um, <laughs> look, it's a Because look I don't want to give too much away. Go look at IMDb. I just no. need to know about Tiger is Tiger Hawk Go in check this? it out. Damn um, it. There is the okay. So the cool thing is the way it ended was really really cool, and I'm very excited. You probably I don't know if you saw any news about it. So it's it probably because you know no marketing. <laughs> I haven't seen anything. Okay, yeah, but Mark. if you look it up, people well, say uh, talk about the ending, and mm. it ended so good. I'm actually looking forward to the next step because huh. has. Bro is is trying to do something now. They really are trying to do something trying because of the way back. this ended. Um, but it was really exciting. I was just like, I felt oh, like I was a kid watching this movie. It was really, really good. Um, oh, Noah really Diaz is the lead character. Yes, Sorry. A- Anthony Ramos is the lead character. Yeah, he was That's amazing. Dominique Fishback. I'm I'm done with That's that. That's my but girl. Anthony she was Ramos. phenomenal. Oh, she was I loved phenomenal. Her in Swarm. Yes. To me, she I was the like MVP a... of this movie because I... I was like, yes. Okay. I feel like but he no, needed and, a, and a Michelle reset. Yeo, Michelle Yeoh <laughs> does the voice of um, Air Razor and she's phenomenal too. Oh. So I'm like, the voice, work was, f- a voice work was amazing. The character's amazing. The story was simple and actually really good. I'm like, I'm waiting for the next movie. Or whatever they're tra- what Hasbro has in mind. Um, oh, that's uh-oh. what happened. Okay, okay, got it, got it. Thank you. Never mind. I figured. Okay, we're good. I figured it out. We're great. Okay. okay. So I, that's my more for that. I forgot about Air Razor. Tiger Hawk is a fusion of Air Razor and Tigertron. So Air Razor like, being in this is most likely in the first form and not the second form, which I fuck with. Okay, she's I'll check amazing. it out. I'm she's just amazing. shook that they decided to say "fuck you, Michael Bay." None of that counts. They did. They did. <laughs> All the we spent like the little the little BMWs that were had gold teeth and spoken ebonics and the balls on that one big bad guy. That's why we gotta keep talking about the blue <laughs> patilla <laughs> that didn't exist. No, we forgot. It's over. We'll never forget it. It's over. We'll never forget what Michael Bay did. We'll never forget it. Yeah, <laughs> forget it. Oh God, those films. All right, Shia LaBeouf, and oh, and Tyrese is gone now. Tyrese, you, you lost it on the ticket. Oh no, Tyrese. <laughs> no. It's okay. He's. He's the leader Dude, of the Fast Dude, that was crew. not yeah, realistic so. in any shape, way, shape, or form. I get what you mean. I'm like, why is Tyrese so given right. the role of leader? And it was a total <laughs> blow up. <laughs> they needed to give him something because he's been there as long. Because literally it's him. It would have been Paul Walker and it would have been Tyrese and Ludacris. 
Because I think Ludacris came on the exact same time as Tyrese's character because they were at both and Too Fast, Too Fierce because he had the car shop. So literally mm-hmm. those three have been at the longest. So they had to give them a level up to do more things. But yeah, I don't think anybody believed that Tyrese would be in charge of anything. Whoa. But he is now officially <laughs> out of the Fast and Furious universe completely because Michael Bay's films are gone now. Wait, you mean Transformers? Transformers. Sorry, Transformers. Transformers. Sorry, Transformers universe. Interchangeable. Ugh, they're all interchangeable. <laughs> At this point, I fully expect the next Fax film to have some kind of robot in it. So, I mean, I'm not surprised. Yes. So, check it out if you can. I highly recommend it. And then when you do, we can talk about it then. I'm definitely uh, going to watch it when it comes it on Paramount uh, Plus. I'm going to go check out um, these posters for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so again, this week, uh, as you know, E3 is not happening this summer. So what does that mean for a lot of video game developers is they're going to have their own showcases. Uh, this past week, so many kind of started, I want to say summer game fest kind of started the, the whole, I guess, schedule. Um, it came on around Friday um, mm-hmm. in summer game fest. It was kind of like they did like a, random pick they were all over the place um they you know final fantasy 7 rebirth uh part two of the final fantasy 7 remake series they showed that they talked about spider-man 2 they even talked about prince of persia which i was not expecting of they're trying to do that again yeah i I fucked with the summer game show it 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 was like everything that the video game awards is minus the awards (laughs) exactly right uh, (laughs) and i was like uh, actually this is smarter to do than i agree i agree it it was a little bit more i feel like i in my opinion i feel like companies are actually saving money and presenting their uh games and stuff this way and also it's it's a little bit quicker because if they do it in person, a lot of things kind of get lost in translation. And then like, you have to wait like hours before the official trailers and stuff come out, watch it online. It's just like, bam, like you mm-hmm. watch it then. Um, but yeah, a lot of games came out. Mortal Kombat one gets, uh, comes back. It's the new, uh, remastered one. Um, we don't like Fortnite, So we're not going to talk about that, but also we have Alan Wake two, which I did not play. Um, and then, I mean, if you're interested, I played the first one of those. That looks Star fun. Trek Infinite. If you're interested in that? a new Star Trek game, oh, yeah. is it? We were supposed to be getting more info yeah. about that. Uh, is it so like the one before where you have to awkwardly try to sit in the command chair? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I couldn't sure. figure that out. <laughs> like me. So actually, we'll, we'll find out more at uh, this coming week, June 16th. They're mm-hmm. going to do a bigger reveal on that. I don't know if that's an official trailer or if there's going to be another little blurb video about it. So we'll know more uh, later this week about that game. Um, any thoughts to the games that we saw? I didn't mention all of it. Uh, Toxic Commando, that was the other big one um, that uh, from John Cop- uh, John Carpenter. Uh, nah. Yeah, well... I mean, I did... We're talking y'all. about Xbox's summer showcase, right? Or we're talking about the no, regular... No, we're talking about the... So the Summer Game Fest that came out on uh, Friday... Um, oh, I wouldn't work. It was almost like a just a random bag of games. Uh, for me, it was a big deal because Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy Seven. Oh, they're getting. I heard that one's going to be a single player game, correct? For Final Fantasy, which one? Because there's the, the, 
the, the, the one that's the single player one. I don't know the other ones. Oh, so okay, so that was that was actually today. So on Friday okay. they talked about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, as you know, Final Fantasy VII remake that came out in 2020. That's basically mm-hmm. the remastered version of Final Fantasy VII in a f- RPG first person like action nice. game. So this is actually part two of the story. Um, the, oh, I forgot they didn't. Yeah, they, yeah, they did so that thing. Got if you. You play the first game or know the story. Uh, it's basically rewriting the timeline. Um, as you know, Final Fantasy Everything VII, is. certain events went down in the original game. As we know, Eris dies. Uh, but at the end of the first game, it's looking like some things might not be happening the way it used to in the OG game. So in this trailer, it shows more Sephiroth you know, admitting of like, he mm-hmm. has access to memories, aka he has access to timelines. He understands what's happening. His main goal, again, is to fuck with Cloud. Um, mm-hmm. So it's looking like, hey, you know, they're going to all the big lands that we've seen before in the OG game, but, you know, more open world. But the biggest thing that we have taken from this trailer is Sephiroth looks like he's trying to set up where Tifa might be an imposter and might turn Cloud against her. AKA does cloud be the one to destroy Tifa, which will crush my soul. Cause I'm a Tifa fangirl. So uh, that mixes up the story. And that, and, and it's, it's go- like, if you see the trailer, it's just gorgeous. They really, uh, hmm. uh, really did it. Um, if you get the disc, it's going to be two disc. Um, so people are speculating. If what is it's- the nineties all of a sudden, what's happened? Being two discs? Know, it's, it's taking back to 1997. <laughs> it's, it's taking Jesus it back. Christ. Um, so Pull people are speculating the digital <laughs> way. It might be like a 200 gig game. Like it's going to be a huge game. Sure. And Wait, uh, go ahead, get your external hard drives now, y'all. Yeah, like that's exactly why I got an SSD card for Christmas because I was like, look, screens pop off for the next two years. I need to be prepared. Uh, yeah, All so right. it'll be out early 2024. Um, huge game. There'll be more information as the year goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, very excited. Um, and then there's another fun and fancy game. It's a mobile game, but it's a very high quality no. game. Hey, hold on. Absolutely it's not. more about Sephiroth. Now, if you like Sephiroth, there are some people who do. It's more about his story when he was younger and the stuff he did. Um, and that will be coming out later this year as well. Why are you shaking your head? This this is for the people who love Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. Um, we will be getting a beta we don't uh, next month. mobile games in this house. July 6th. <laughs> what? It's, we don't. it's it's not Candy Crush. It's a, it's one of those it's high worse. quality. It's How? worse. It's worse. Because it's still going to have microtransactions in it. Hey, do you want to get an extra couple of gems? It better not. They all have it. They're all like, hey, oh, you're out of energy. If you give us $6.99, we can give you 200 chaos tokens to to purchase some more stamina. Stop. All these games have some weird thing to have that. Like, oh, you're out of stamina or mana or (laughs) wisdom. (laughs) Wisdom. Well... Okay, so we'll check it Sounds out. Cool, though. There's a beta next month. If it has it, I'll let you know. I definitely am going to check it out to see how it oh, is because okay. uh, Square Enix has been kind of growing the mobile community with their games. They've been doing mm. really well. But this is like the big, like, professional-looking game they're doing. Um, oh, Bethesda. They, they love a good microtransaction at Bethesda. 
This is why we're enemies. Um, me and Bethesda. Uh, on that. Also, have you seen the how tasty looking the new Prince of Persia looks? I did. And I gave Homeboy really a shocked. head of locks. He has like locks. He got his whole he chest looks out. looks the way he's supposed to be looking. <laughs> and I'm like, oh snap, look at this tasty why, looking Prince of Persia. That's why I was curious if you were like, are you going to check it out? Like, oh, I wasn't absolutely. really a Prince of Persia person, but this game actually looks really interesting that I might actually check it out. I might go, hey, this, this could be a potential cosplay costume right here. Like, he has like the full <laughs> shaved head, big earrings. Yes. You know, I like the look. Also, I like bringing back the side scroller that is Prince of Persia and like the, the fights mm-hmm. and turning back time. So this takes me back to the aughts. So I'd be down to play it. And I've been waiting for them to do a Prince of Persia game for a minute to keep, I think they were like, they got close one year and then we're like, mm, yeah. we're going to push and it then, back. Yeah. That's why I was like, Oh, okay. The franchise is still alive. Amazing. I did forget one other game for you, Eaming. I know I mentioned Star Trek, but there is going to be another new Lord of the Rings game coming out. Not like Gollum. Um, it's called Lord of the Rings Return to Moria. To Moria. Uh, it's going to be Man. like a survival crafting game in the fourth age of Middle Earth. Um, it looks yeah. like you're going to be hanging out with the dwarves and be more about their world, which is really interesting take to do. We don't know too much yet, but we're going to learn more soon. But it looks interesting. pretty interesting. Yeah. And of course, we got some more Baldur's Gate, which... Mm-hmm. Yes. Yum, yum, yes, yum, yum, yes. yum. Yes. All this gate. We love it. Tasty, delicious. Want it. More of it. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, that is it for Summer Game Fest. Uh, can I hand it to you for Xbox games? I didn't. Sure. I only game for that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was only interested in three games, um, okay. one of which I will have to figure out how I'm going to do. So we got more Starfield stuff. Mm-hmm. Todd Howard showed his face uh, and confirmed frame rates. I'm still not taking anything that man says to heart after he has wronged me from Fallout 76, how it just works. Uh, I'm just going to let that know. I don't trust that man. I don't Uh, trust that man. I don't trust him. But he said it's going to run 30 frames per second on both Xbox X and S. um, And it can run in 4K resolutions on the Xbox Series X and uh, up to 140. Sorry. 1440p on the xbox series s um, but it has locked starfield at 30 fps on consoles to ensure consistency of performance um but i did like that they showed gameplay that to me was what i was looking for for starfield like yeah like you've been talking about this game for forever mm-hmm. i need to see gameplay like how does it look how does it play i like the character work i like that there's like areas that the gravity is like less you kind of jump up higher i like the environments it's set to drop um let's see potentially september 6th for release date but unfortunately is one of those console exclusive games um and looking at it it does look great but i am worried that my pc might not be strong enough or i might have to play it on lower standards but we'll see what happens but i'm excited for it, it looks really cool I love the, I love Skyrim, um, and I love Fallout. So I'm excited Same. to see what happens. When we're in space, you know. The combat looks very similar, so I'm excited to see how this rolls out. And hopefully, we get more gameplay as time goes on, so I can kind of be exposed to more of it um, and to watch more of it. But everything looks really cool on the cinematic mm-hmm. video and everything like that. So there we go. Looking forward uh, to it. Maybe they'll to they'll it. learn. They can learn. 
I mean, we'll see. If anything, I think everyone right now, um, I know like the big thing people were saying, because I think IGN and I think it might have been Kotaku did like an article around Xbox users being dissatisfied with the current state of Xbox. Makes um, sense. How pretty much the company like tied their success to Halo. And mm-hmm. that was a bit of a rough go of it. Um, and so everyone's like, Xbox needs to perform well. They need to really showcase some good stuff. And I think with this next project, Fable, I was like, oh, all right. Y'all yep. are digging into the digging into what we what we love, what we've been waiting for, because Fable for has years. also been something we've been waiting for. As like, yo, is Fable coming back? Is Fable happening? What's up with Fable? Well, they're here. Fable is here, and we got a chance to see Richard Oyade as a giant getting murdered uh, uh, by a smaller hero. Uh, so we're excited to see what that looks like. They gave us a cool cinematic, which I like. I'm excited to see what it'll turn into down the line. Um, but that was a good moment to watch. All right, Fable was a game that I was like, crazy into where you Mm -hmm. had like your three profiles you had your super good profile with the angel wings and then you had that devil profile where you were so bad you had horns growing out of your head and your skin looked like Darth Sidious and you were just kicking cats and dogs and purposely hurting people just to really get like the negative ending of everything so I'm excited to see if they're going to get a very similar um, kind of storytelling I know that this the reboot will be the first mainline game since 2010 fable 3 so this is right now people are saying that it's going to be undoubtedly one of the xbox studios biggest upcoming titles so people are already kind of like saying hey this is a big one if it goes off without a hitch another little star on the hat we'll see how they do down the line Mm -hmm. but that's something that's going to be super excited to see um i love fable so i'm excited to see if we can do more character creations with that uh and lastly kat you see me this really cool thing that reminded me of forespoken yes i'm a little hesitant because forespoken definitely could have used some more polish yeah um that's south of midnight which is really cool (laughs) it's like a cool third person magic adventure and if you play the demo of of forespoken it looks kind of similar she has like magic from her hands um a third person as well uh but i am excited to see what this looks like down the line i love the i at least love the intro of, it, of the giant yes. man playing in the bayou and some crazy creatures behind her all i know so far is she's hunting creatures um there's no release date but all i know is that it looks really cool um, it looks like the game will take place in a magical version of our, of our modern world. The area is explored and south of midnight won't be modern metropolis cities, but there'll be cities kind of an amalgamation of magical realism and gothic design aiming to create an American South that feels both authentic and magical. And that interests me on multiple mm-hmm. ways because I'm wondering how are you going to tie in the culture to the magic because mm-hmm. if you're in the bayou there's already tales and stories and superstitions tied to the bayou so i'm wondering how we're going to see that be rolled into the story are we going to see some of these really cool southern ghosts that people talk about are we going to see some of these others like are we going to have a, a mardi gras scene are we going to have a cookout like what are we going to do culture wise for the story because the main character is black as well so i'm interested in it and have my attention and I will be waiting for more details on this game to get it on uh, PC. Oh no, can I get it on PC? Because I am not buying an Xbox for that. I'm not but buying an Xbox. But it looks incredible. It looks incredible. 
So someday. Yeah, uh, that that was the game that caught my attention. And I love the animation, just the animation alone, the details of how wrinkly his skin is and his long uh, fingernails. And he was just I was like, is this a game or is this a movie? Like it looked I was I was immediately pulled in. I had so many questions and they were like, no, this is just a teaser. Um, Find out more later. Like love, death and robots vibes. Yeah, it was giving me that. It was giving me a little True Blood too, because I was like, mm. "Oh, she's gonna face supernatural things in the Bayou." What's our favorite show in the Bayou? True Blood um, of supernatural things. So vampires. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like some vampires might be uh, popping up in this game, which would be really I interesting want to see. Yeah, I want to see it. And Ray has to be on Xbox. Like uh. that's an Xbox showcase. And Ray, you're a tactics person, right? You like t- tactical games. <laughs> Yeah, Persona 5 is putting out a Persona 5 tactical game yeah. uh, that'll come out uh, November 17th. If you're into Persona 5, there's now a tactical game coming out. Uh, also, if you're into turn-based games, Like a Dragon 8 is dropping November 19th. Um, our good buddy Ichiban is back uh, for another adventure. Um, so we get a chance to see what he's going to get involved in. Uh, and we also have, of course, uh, the Star Wars Outlaw game which already has just been vitriolic online and the worst way imaginable because the main character is a woman and people are already mad. Star Wars fans are terrible on the offset. Like the real, like aggressive ones are bad. And now you throw in a woman, they're through the roof right now. They're not happy that they got to play as a woman who's a scoundrel in the Star Wars universe. But it looks interesting enough because you're basically going to be like a Han Solo-esque character. Um, So you get to kind of avoid the Jedi goody-goody nonsense and kind of sit this kind of like underground dirtbag role. So June 12th next year, we got that coming out for us. And then they also dropped, of course, another reminder that that Idris Elba is going to be in uh, Cyberpunk. Remember that game that that, that everyone, hey, I know that we're not doing our roadmap like we said we do our roadmap. And our roadmap is kind of off right now. But like we still got got Idris Elba coming. Multiplayer, we're pushing back a couple more years. But Idris Elba DLC is coming. And I swear to God, it better be free. That's all I got to say. Um, we called this out, though. Through that whole fiasco of, of, of it being horrible, we did collectively say the only thing that would keep it going is if they released like successful DLCs. But I, we didn't know what that would have meant as far as like we knew multiplayer was a big, <sighs> big one. But the trailer looked really good. Idris Elba's character looks fascinating. Keanu Reeves' character is back. So I'm just like, it looked nice as a narrative. Now, I don't know gameplay-wise or anything else, but that trailer was a good trailer. It makes me want to give it another go. But you have to pay full price for the DLC. Though. I don't want that. It's <laughs> it not free. free. <laughs> after, after what they did? How much is full um, price? I think it's going to be... The Spider-Man Miles Morales game that was that fifty. Yeah, I think it might be. I think it might be forty or fifty dollars because I don't think it's a full game. So I think it's going to be thirty or sorry, it's going to be forty or or fifty dollars in the same vein. But I'm also we also have to remember that this is a new year, and so they might charge sixty because hey, all PS5 games are. This new price now. But you're a DLC, not a whole ass game. Like that's what we're. Hold on, 
this to be fair, it does sound like they are trying to make this more of an expansion. Yes, not this is an DLC. expansion okay. that is set. This is an expansion to the game, so they might. Oh, it's it's okay. very similar to uh, when Ragnarok had the. Is it Hades? Oh, they, they had an additional expansion that came out that I think was maybe $10 less than the full game, but it was an additional expansion on the game because, like, hey, gotcha. you now get to go to this other place and fight this other person. Okay. Well, but I $60. will absolutely wait for that because I'm not touching anything cyberpunk for a, a very long time. I will wait until it's free for the month, which might be three years from <laughs> I I I I might play it if it, but I it definitely won't be me paying for it on release weekend. Mm-hmm. It'll be me looking at reviews after it comes out to see if people say it works, yeah. and if so, then maybe I'll actually yeah. play it. Then. Oh yeah, so the the DLC for Valhalla was forty dollars. So mm-hmm. oh, yeah, so it was forty dollars for that DLC, and that was up to twelve hours of content. I feel like it, this Cyberpunk DLC will mo- most likely follow that as well to be either 40 or 50 dollars but i wouldn't uh be surprised if cd project red was like well we need a return on this so let's make it 60 dollars ho-hum ho-hum well, indeed yeah hey i wish the best for them again they had such a good concept it went off horrible but you know we make mistakes make a mistake you can do better yeah. Just Fingers don't do like Bethesda. That's all I'm asking. Just don't. Yeah, they do got like Starfield coming out, Kelly. They got Starfield. We got to be careful. We'll see what they do. <sighs> well, <laughs> you're gonna be the one to check it out, right? And then you let me know. <laughs> I have to see. I ha- like once I get like the requirements, I'll see if I can go to canirunit.com and see if my computer can run it at like suboptimals. Because uh, right. I'm not do a buying benchmark test. Yeah, we'll see if it works, but. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Also, of course, Netflix, uh, The Witcher 3, I think it's going to be, a, a, they're splitting the season up. Um, oh, don't tell me. <laughs> so I'm not going to be surprised. They've been doing Why? that more often. And I'm Why? also wondering if they're splitting it up fault? in order to introduce um, uh, the other, the Hemsworth brother in this. Liam. To be like, hey, let's do, let's drop him in there. Because I think he's, he only got to do like the third season, I think, right? Yeah, he's going to be the third. Liam's going to be moving. This is why they're treating it like the last season, which I think is hilarious. Like, it's part of your fault, Netflix. I'm lying. He is like, y'all not going to stick to the the story, like the books. Like, I'm leaving. And so Netflix is like, oh, well, we just got to have to milk this season because it's the last time we're going to have him. Like, it came out of nowhere. So Mm -hmm. um, it looks like there's going to be what, like, 10 episodes no it's gonna be the first part will have five episodes and the second part will have three episodes are you kidding that me still sounds like but that sounds like what they do exactly. with things it sounds like what they did with uh with something yeah. like recent they uh dang it dang it dang it dang it i just had it in my head but they've been doing this multiple times it's not i don't like it oh you you you're did right a, you did that you did two and times. that was not a good uh, thing this is just. I was like, me? Just I, I don't have. I don't make sure. Sure. I was there. I was like, me? I didn't do that, Raymond. I don't have any signature power. This isn't about you, Marlon. You did that, Marlon. You. You other things, Marlon. Yeah, and I think Raymond. You're right. I think he's good. he's gonna be in all these parts. But yeah, this will be the the final one. 
um, since he'll be hanging up his medallion and swords for season four. So I'm guessing these last three episodes of part two of season three are going to have to, at some point, tie into why he looks different. And my guessing is it's going to either involve a genie or it's going to involve the Baba Yaga. Yeah. Or... I don't think they need to address oh, it. He just shows up. Maybe he's like James Bond. Like anyone can be James Bond. Or type thing. That's not the same. I, thing. I just yeah. I don't. Do, I don't think it. I don't think it needs to be addressed Ooh. personally. They're probably going to address it because they're weird and they can't handle the social media just being stupid for a day. But honestly, that feels like the best <laughs> choice. That would be. That would be so. I you know what. I honestly would kind of respect the ballsiness of it to be like season four, episode one, it's Liam Hensworth and no one says anything. He just moves around yeah, and I'm just that, like, is no one going to say? And then like the season goes by and no one comments. No. The whole series wraps. They don't even represent it at all. That's it. That makes sense to me. Hey, if I they mean, do I that, that'd be that. wild. But I think you're right. I think they'll definitely be like, we got to have a reason and we got to introduce our guy. I hope not. They don't. It, it's just an actor change. The character's not changing, so it just feels hokey every time they I do that. I feel like it's easy when it's like a side, like bit like how in Game of Thrones, Dyer O'Harris was a different actor the next season, and like no one talked about it. But like that's easier because like, cool. This is like a non-mainish character, but like if we're seeing I, their face and we're seeing, <laughs> I feel like they got to do something like maybe we should be like magic. Granted, it was for different reasons that this mm-hmm. actor changed, but I remember Spartacus, they didn't, they didn't address oh, it in Spartacus. That's either. true. That actor was, that actor that's got true. sick. Uh, and I think he died later, but he He's didn't, dead. I mean, that why do I remember him? Dead. But anyway, they didn't, they didn't address it in that show. Mm. And that was the main character. So, um, be like Spartacus. I think it is doable. But that was understandable. This is different because you have so the ultimate fanboy literally becoming one of his favorite characters. Like that's to me, that's whole that's a whole different thing. That's like literally cosplaying your favorite character and getting paid, and then having what? someone that steps in and it's like, okay, I'll do this, and he can study and stuff, but it's not just gonna have the the that fanboy passion and like how uh, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine or Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Like you have those actors who really get into the role that they're just that role. And I mean, Hey, you know, I'm that's gonna... cool that they cannot address it, but I'm just like, as a viewer, not only do we know it, but it's just, to me, it's just going to feel just a little bit off for that. And I just, mm. I just can't respect that. I'm just, I don't like that, but Hey, we'll it see what be... the game plan looks like, you know? Yeah, I'm just nervous because I'm excited like, to see what's going to happen. So I can one be of like, the last Netflix shows I liked, and I'm was like, was Ray Netflix. right or was Cat right? Just see like what's going to happen. They're like, ooh, snap! They did it, right? They didn't say anything. They just they just dropped Lee Hensworth, and they were like, we're good. He's, he's, the this memes, is him now. but the memes though. Except that's what I'm going to be waiting true. for. It's going to be like, like wish. Yeah. Here's the thing: I feel like the only reason they would do it is because then they can bullshit an entire story. And like get more episodes of like cool like we can like do a bunch of random episodes about why he looks different to like pad it and then we can do like a season five and then like then focus on something else like, so let's just pad it in the middle here and then see what happens. That sounds like a bad. Hey, it's idea, Netflix. They're a whole company of bad ideas. I'm still looking forward to the next Witcher game. Like forget the TV show. The Witcher Four game is on the horizon. I'm oh, I will wait for that. I will wait for that. CD Projekt Red do it so I just. Here's the thing. I know they won't do it. 
But I personally would love it if the next Witcher game you could make your own character. That's just me. That's just me. I would, I would have really way love more interest to like character design my guy. I would love that to like, hey, Same. I, can I pick the school of the Viper, the school of the Griffin, and like have a different armor sets and whatnot? But that could be a whole other thing that they're going to work on. Either way, I'm excited for. The Witcher is wrapping things up. I'm excited to see um, because I feel like with The Witcher, whenever they do a season on Netflix, they always do an animated season at some point as well yeah. to kind of like capstone it. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen subsequently from this season. But otherwise, it's a fun summer. We got a lot to look forward to, a lot of moves to look forward to, and uh, yeah, it's been otherwise eventful. And I'm excited to see what's going to drop next. This is the summer of 90s kids nostalgia. Everything out is something that we watched or played with or listened to. And it's remade, reboosted, remastered. And it's everything that we look like Mm -hmm. Little Mermaid, Spider-Man, Transformers, Indiana Jones, like all the stuff when I was a kid. I'm mad too. But hey, go ahead, Harrison Ford. I am proud that he is doing it again. I am very proud with that part. Oh. Um, but I'm not seeing that movie. Um, they just couldn't end. They just couldn't end on Crystal Skull. I feel like that's the only reason why they want to do another exactly. one. Exactly. He was like, like we can't let that, that be the last dream one. of a movie. They're like, that we can't part. let that be our last one. We gotta do one that more part. because that can't be where we ended this whole thing. We can't end it on that. Exactly. Watch it end up. Oh, watch, oh my God, Ray. It's gonna, I, I, I I have no hopes for it. Like the fact where they were like, I stole it from you, then I stole it from you, then I stole it from you, and I stole it from all of you. And I'm like, this film doesn't need to be a film. This man is 88 years old. I don't understand how he's how he's still doing this. The first, the most really funny is he did this movie, and the next movie he's in is the new Captain America movie. He's gonna play the oh, president yeah. in that they, movie. They changed the name. They yeah, did. Yeah, it's, it's not New World Order. It's Brave New World. It's Brave New it's Brave World. New World. Um, and so I'm like, oh, Harrison Ford's like, I'm not done, y'all. So I actually am looking forward to seeing this movie because I was like, what's Harrison Ford going to be up to um, in that movie? Like, he should be like on like extended vacation. He's like, nah, I want to keep working, which, hey, kudos to him. So, but again, back to what I was saying. It's like, this is super 90s summer. Um, great things, some not okay, great things, but I'm enjoying it. All the same, just so much content, anime, video games. Nice. We're, we're, we're living well, my friends, this summer. We're yeah. living very well um, I indoors. Love <laughs> I love it, Kat. I think last year you were saying it was Little Boy Summer. No! So this year you're saying it's I do not summer. know what you're talking about. <laughs> last year you said it was Little Boy Summer. This year you're saying it's a 90s summer, which I love is a direction in the and the, and the, and the positive. So I love who we've like moved from that to this. So I love this new theme for the summer is 90s summer. <laughs> well, gotta keep it positive and clean. <laughs> I thought that was dead. I thought it was gone. And Marlon finds ways to bring it back. He just finds ways. You don't means. understand. That comment, <laughs> I say it to Ryan all the time Stop because... It. Because Ryan Does he listened to that. The no, because Ryan like because Ryan didn't listen to a lot of episodes, but he listened to that one in particular and was like, oh, no. "Did she just say little boys?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, she did." And so that's the one thing we reference all the time. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I think I was talking about camp, and I was like, "These," I was no, like, "Yo, these no, like these like boys are being wild," oh, and he was God. like, "Yeah, it's little boys." Summer, I'm like, "No, Ryan, no, stop." <laughs> 
So thank you for that cat. Thank you for that. That was no. great. You keep feeding the oven, cat. You keep feeding the fire. That is Marlin. I chaos energy. On. I'm trying to move on. <laughs> Apparently my pals keep pulling me back. I'm trying to be successful, okay? Uh, I got it. You know what? I'm reaching out to men to see if you can make us a sign. No! Make us a graphic. Just a little more sign graphic. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we're gonna be canceled in two seconds. <laughs> um, anything else on the docket before we have to close? No, out I think for we're done. Marlon, Marlon finished it out in perfectly. Thanks, um, Marlon. You're welcome. So much. <laughs> okay, well, thank you guys for coming together and talk about all the wonderful things that we talked about today, listeners. Thank you for making our show the show of your day and don't forget that we have social media on facebook twitter instagram and geekforcepodcast.com with that being said stay cool stay hydrated and geek on this episode of quest on media's geek force was produced in richmond california